Welcome to the podcast of Grace and Peace Church. We're glad you're journeying with us, and we hope that you find value from the teachings. If you'd like to connect or support the mission of Grace and Peace Church, check us out at graceandpeacechurch.org or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Grace and Peace. It's so good to be singing these songs together and worshiping. And uh, I hope these aren't just songs that are just at Christmas time. They're just sung at this time of year, but they're songs that lead us to worship and a reminder of who we worship, and that is Jesus. And so I want to talk a little bit about songs and a little bit about tradition. Um, we, we, uh, we have traditions in our home. Um, I can't share them all, but there's a couple of them that I just want to like, draw to memory a couple of from my childhood, and maybe that'll draw to your memory some of the things that you remember, traditions that you have that you do every year, that may be small traditions, that may be insignificant, that you may think, uh, doesn't everybody do that? But it's something that signifies the time of year. So think of that right now. Think of the thing as I'm talking about my situation. Um, so I grew up in a German household. My mom is from Germany. And um, I'm not going to go with the scary stories. So there's, <laughs> there's other parts of it. You can talk to some about that after Krumpus. Um, but no, um, we, one of the things that I clearly remember as a kid when it came to Christmas was um, not just setting up the tree and all that stuff, but this candle, how do you say it, candle-powered Advent wreath, all right? So this was something that uh, my mom had, and we'd break it out of a box, and we'd set it up every year, and um, I messaged her this morning. I was like, do we still have that? I was just kind of curious, and she's like, yeah, do you want me to break it out? I was like, no, 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 it's okay. She's like, do you have to set the whole thing up? Because there was this process of like setting it all up, and there's these little blades at the very top that you can see that are made out of wood, right? Wood and candles? Is, is anybody else? Like, that seems weird. Um, but you'd push these little blades in there, and then around there is baby Jesus, sheep, there's a manger, there's a wise men, um, and you'd light these candles, and the heat from the candles would make it spin. And I just remember sitting there like with all the lights off and we'd watch it just slowly spin because the heat rising up and moving those blades. And it was just, there's something about it that captured goodness of the season for me. Um, and so I would just encourage you to think about those things because I know that this season can also come with challenges and I know that it can come with a heaviness that if it's associated with heaviness and there's been loss, there's been things that have happened in the last couple years, um, I know the season can be really difficult. And so I want to, I'm not going to ignore that as we talk about when we talk about Christmas, um, but I also want to acknowledge that it can be very beautiful and that you can create new traditions. Traditions don't all have to be bad. So, um, so that was, that was kind of my thing, just watching baby Jesus slowly spin around. Um, I loved it. It was so cool. Um, and hopefully, I think my mom's watching us live right now, and hopefully she sees it and it warms her heart. But um, this time of year is, is about traditions. A lot of it has to do with tradition, right? The why, why we light the candles, um, the songs that, some, that we sing, um, some of the things that we do, the gifts, all that stuff. We could do without all that, I think, in some ways. Kids are like, no way. Um, do you guys get to open a gift the night before? Is that a, a tradition? No, just all... Christmas morning, that's it? Okay. Well, now I give you guys plenty of time to talk about it and figure it out. Um, but, um, but no, like traditions, um, they just, 
it's way more than just a tradition in what we do and what we do when we come together and sing these songs um, here at this candlelight service. And, um, and traditions can be, they can get a bad rap. Um, traditions can both be good and be bad because traditions can be lumped in the same category as maybe, um, I would say, like habits, right? Disciplines, because habits and disciplines can both be very bad or very good, right? Some of us have really bad habits, like way too much uh, sugar. Um, and some of us have really good habits, and we just we, we encourage those and we keep doing them. Um, and so I think the same thing with Christmas traditions, that there can be traditions that aren't good, and there's traditions that are beautiful, life-giving. And I hope that that's what we can center around tonight. Um, part of the tradition is reading the story from Luke chapter 2. A lot of it was woven into tonight's uh, worship already. You guys probably already read through those. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of glance through it real quick just to kind of share that story in case you've never read it before. Um, but it's in Luke chapter 2 in the Gospel of Luke, and he tells it um, in a very brief way, talking about the birth of Jesus. And so I'm going to read through it, and then I want to talk about a song, okay? So let's read. Uh, it'll be on the screen if you want to follow along and just... Uh, be reminded of this, this beautiful story, this powerful story. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus, governor of Syria, uh, was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And that's very significant. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And... There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. If you want to highlight, underline, just make a mental note. A Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. So this is a passage that you're probably familiar with and that we've read a little bit and you've seen it before. Um, but hopefully we can take some time and just remind ourselves of the beautiful truth that is found in the midst of this. Advent is this tradition that I think will speak into this, that will help us understand it a little bit more. And if you've been journeying with us for the last four weeks, um, you've seen as we began to light the candles and we've gone through these themes that lead up to tonight, that lead up to us lighting this center Christ candle. And the first candle, does anybody know what it is? It starts with an H. Hope. All right. We light that candle. And again, these are themes that are all leading to Jesus. The second one, what is it? Peace. Do you know how I remember that one? Peace. All right, cool. Um, and then the third one, what do we got? 
Joy. Because when we have peace, then there's a joy that comes over our lives. And then the fourth one, what is that? Love. And last week, Carissa did a beautiful job of teaching what love really looks like and how that begins to really infiltrate our lives as we begin to encounter Jesus. And I'm not going to light the last one yet because we light that one together. But these themes help us understand really what's going on with tonight, what's going on with this season and what we celebrate. There's an orchestra going on in the background here. I don't know if you guys noticed that, and it's probably going to be playing the whole entire time I'm talking. I hope it's not distracting. I hope it helps, because Advent, to use this analogy of music, is like a song. That there's these four chords that come together that then Jesus unifies and brings into this beautiful song. This is Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Anybody into Beethoven? Rocking out to Beethoven? Okay. So like three, four, five of us. Um, I don't know if I'm with you, but you raised your hand. And I'm going to, for solidarity, I'm going to just say I'm with you. I don't ever rock out to Beethoven. But I do know that this is a beautiful song that has a lot of layers to it. And it has a lot of beautiful people playing beautiful music. And this song, we're going to get to the significance later. This song requires many individuals to accomplish. And you're going to see that. As I'm talking, it's always going to be in the background, all right? Um, There's a composer, and that composer wrote the song. Not in this case, maybe, uh, because that's not Beethoven. Um, But the composer generally will write it, and then he's up there orchestrating this whole thing. And it requires everyone. There's something beautiful about that. And I think that's what's beautiful about the Advent season and the tradition The tradition of Advent where we light these candles and we always talk about it and I'm like, they're just candles, but there's so much more than just candles because these themes, those four chords make this beautiful song that we get to sing, that we get to sing in this season, right? Um, As we were just singing all these songs, hope, peace, joy, and love, they all come together to make these four four notes make this chord. And... um, Advent, I just see it as this, this beautiful song that we are invited into. As we're going to light this candle in a few minutes, I hope that that analogy and this visual of like a song being something that Jesus calls us to, a song that's been going on way before us, a song that started in the beginning of creation, um, a song that started with Jesus, um, is now something we are invited into. What I love about Advent is it's a season of making room. It's in the songs that we sing. It's in everything that we're about. It's making room for Jesus. And I hope that as a result of our time together, um, we would be that much closer to understanding that we need to make room. There has to be room made for Jesus in our lives. Um, And we have to make room for this song to exist. Because I think at times we tune out this song. This song exists all around us all the time. And, um, and I think as we begin to open our hearts, as we begin to sit, and as I was sitting here just like for a moment, not even singing, just soaking up these songs, I was like, this is beautiful. And this is such a beautiful reminder of who God is and what he's doing and then the redemption that he wants to bring in our lives. And um, it's beautiful just to sit in that. And I hope that um, 
that in this season, even after, after tonight, maybe the next couple days, that you find some time to sit and allow Jesus to speak into your life, to make room for him, um, because there's a long list of people that made room for Jesus. And obviously, Mary and Joseph made room for him, right? Um, and there's a whole list that you see in here. Zachariah and Elizabeth are incorporated in this story as well as they gave birth to John and he foretold and was like the one leading the way when it comes to Jesus. Um, he's the one who baptized Jesus. Um, if you flip over in a couple chapters, in chapter, actually only in one, in chapter three, what Luke does is he gives this genealogy, this list of all these people that made room in their lives that began to say, God, I want to counter you in some way. I want to engage in what you're doing. And if you read through that genealogy, you've probably seen it before in the Gospels, and you're like, maybe you're reading through Matthew and you saw it, and you're like, what's with all these names? Why is that important? Those are all people that said, God, I want more of you. I want to experience you in my life and begin to engage in what it means to experience this life to the full. And so all the way back in the, uh, to the very end of this, uh, that genealogy list there, it goes all the way back to creation. And what Luke is doing is saying, for all of time, people have been worshiping, being part of this song, this, this orchestra of music, playing this one song that points to God that says we get to incorporate, we get to be a part of this beautiful song. And Jesus... What he does is says, I want to be part of this. I want you to be part of this. I want you to live into this and begin to experience this um, fully. And so what we see in lighting this candle is Christ saying, I want to be part of, I want to demonstrate to you what this looks like to live live out this song in a beautiful way that says, I'm going to show grace. I'm going to begin to show people what it looks like to... um, to bring redemption, what it looks like to show patience with people. We get to be part of that song. We all get to be part of this symphony that is playing. And what Jesus is, is this fulfillment of this promise, this promise to rescue, this promise to bring hope, to bring joy, to bring love, to bring peace, to begin to bring in these chords that begin to make this song so beautiful. And as we play it, we see it lived out. And many of you have seen that. You've seen that in people's lives, maybe in your family, maybe in friends, somebody who's living it out that you're like, there is something just so beautiful about your life and the way that you treat people and the way that you interact with them. That's what we light the candle for, to remind ourselves of who Jesus is and what he's doing. Part of preparing space is, um, is to recognize that Jesus is Savior. I mentioned that as we were reading through there, Um, the angel says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born. And why that's important is because a savior saves. That sounds obvious, but what that tells us is that somebody needed saving, and that is us. And many of you can probably resonate with this, that it's a heavy season at times, right? The last couple years have been heavy for us. Um, I think Never in my life, and I don't want to get depressed or put a downer on this, never in my life have I seen so many broken relationships and brokenness in my own life um, than I have in these last couple years. And that's me just being honest and recognizing that 
This is what Jesus came in to save us from. This is what Jesus entered in, in our mess, and the craziness, and the struggles, and the, the tension that we all exist in, um, that exists maybe in our families, or maybe that you've seen around you at work. Um, that's the mess that Jesus enters into and says, I want you to play this song with me. I want you to begin to be part of this orchestra that begins to play this beautiful song that brings redemption, that brings hope. We don't light that candle of hope for no reason as some kind of like cool, like swirly, cursive hope word that's on our wall. It's hope that truly transforms, that truly speaks into our situation. And I, I can't say that, I guess, honestly or powerfully enough because I do believe that once we understand these four chords and what they begin to do to us, then the season goes, ah, it's good. Regardless of what's going on around us, it's good. That Jesus wants to use us now to begin to speak into these situations. And so um, I think like the second part of that is like part of being part of the symphony is that we get to participate. The beautiful part of this, like we're going to light this candle in a moment, we don't light it because Jesus just wants to like come in and zap everything and make everything great. He says, I want you to shine your light. We light the candle because he says, I am the light. I'm the source of all of that. But I want to, I want to partner with you. I want to work with you to begin to bring this redemption and this hope and this love and this joy and this peace to the world that we live in. And so we light the candle and we get to be participants so if the room's completely dark and we light the candle, what begins to happen? It gets lit, right? Like the room is lit and then it begins to shine into the world that we live in. And the reason we don't just light one candle up front is because you all are part of that. That every single day we have an opportunity to light that light, to be part of that symphony, to be part of that orchestra, to begin to light our lives in the world that we live in. And the only way that happens is as we begin to surrender and say, Jesus, I want you to work through me. I want you to be my hope. I want you to be my joy. I want you to be the center of all that I do. And so my encouragement would be just to break out your instrument, so to speak. Break out your instrument. Matt's going to break out his instrument. He's like, take it literally. You guys can come grab an instrument. Just kidding. Um, Jess is like, don't touch the drums. Um, but take up your instrument. Be a participant in what it means to begin to be part of this, this beautiful Advent story that Jesus invites us into. Some of us have forgotten, I think, how to play music. And if you don't play music, it doesn't matter. I hope you're tracking with me there. Um, your life is a song. The way that you live, the way that you speak to people, the patience that you show to your family, to your friends, your coworkers, the love that you begin to demonstrate to people, all of that begins to capture what we celebrate here at Advent and begins to show people like, this is good, right? If this has been a heavy season, I hope that this is good. If this has been a couple years where you're like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore. I'm over it. Like, I've given up. I hope that this is a reminder that it's good, that there is hope. That what Jesus says is these four chords, when they come together, it starts to transform life. 
And this isn't like some gimmick. This isn't some kind of like weird thing that we've come up with. This is like God saying, this is the best way to live. If you keep going into chapter four in Luke, Jesus talks about setting the captives free. The reason he came was to set us free. The reason that he came was to bring life in John 10, 10. He says, to life to the full. Like he's like, I'm all about you experiencing life to the full. And if you're not experiencing that right now, light the candle. Light the candle because the candle is what begins to bring new life. So I showed you that, that symphony from Beethoven. And I don't know if you guys know this, but that's the ninth symphony. And when he wrote it, he was losing his hearing. And when he performed it, it was two years after he wrote it, he couldn't even hear. He couldn't hear the song that he wrote, but the crowd in that audience that was listening in was doing like the standing ovation and he was still going because he was a few measures behind what the whole thing was doing that they had to come up and tap his shoulder and be like, it's over, like turn around, like they're, they're clapping for you. And I began to think about that and I was like, we may not ever get credit for the life that you live. You may not ever get to see the beautiful song or hear the beautiful song that you're living out because you might be saying, man, I'm loving people all the time and it's just difficult. But thinking about his life and how much he probably poured into that symphony and didn't even get to hear it, think about that. What Jesus invites us into is this, this powerful like song, this symphony that's going to go on because that song impacted musicians for like probably thousands, millions of musicians that now see that as like the greatest works, right? He inspired people, didn't even know it at that time right? Your life is going to be inspiring people. The ripple effect that you're going to have, the impact that you'll have as you begin to live into these things. Oh, it's beautiful. That's the song we're invited into. You may not get credit for it all the time, but here's the beautiful thing. We get to light from these other candles to light this candle because it's a reminder that that's what we, that's what we experience in Jesus. So I'm going to light this candle light the main one here. We light this Christ candle and I'm going to start it over here and we're going to just like pass it down. It's going to work its way around the room. significance in that fact that we pass the light to others. In Jesus, we have hope, peace, joy, and love. Those four themes, unified, directed by Jesus, created by him, that transforms the world. And so our prayer is that this light wouldn't just shine in this room. If it wasn't going to rain, we'd go outside and we'd light the candles outside because we believe that this light isn't meant to be contained in this room. It's meant to go outside this building. Um, Your life, the song that you live, the song that you're stepping into that's been going on for 
thousands, millions of years, like it, it's going to shine, it's going to play beautifully as you go out into this evening, the rest of the week. Um, your life, be mindful, will shine as you begin to allow Jesus to step into your life and allow him to lead you. So um, we're going to read the blessing. Uh, oh, actually, we have, I think, one more from the poem that we need to read. I'm going to read it, and then Chris is going to read the next one. So thank you, God, for candles lit on frosty Christmas Eve, rainy Christmas Eve, just like your love shines in our hearts. Your presence never leaves. blessing as we go out and you're welcome to stick around and have some hot chocolate and some cookies um, but this is the blessing that we remind ourselves of of why we go why we light this candle what we center around so rejoice in knowing that we never walk alone you know the grace and peace of Christ walking beside us guiding and protecting us let's share this comfort with one another and feel his presence each moment of each day go and play the song you're invited to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. See?